Let's talk podcasts, and Shamina Smith joins me. Hi, Shamina. Kia ora, Jesse. How are you? Good. You've been a busy person in your other life, too, as a member of a, a think tank. Tell us what you've been working on. Yeah, so um, I work for a company called the Brain Box Institute, and we're a law, tech, policy, think tank, and consultancy. Um, and so something that we've been working on um, recently and just published on Monday is a research paper about media literacy, um, which is something that comes up in the uh, up a lot in the area that we work in. So we think a lot about the regulation of emerging technologies, so things like artificial intelligence, social media, that sort of thing. And so media literacy is seems to be a solution that comes up a lot as something as a um, way to mitigate some of the potential harms caused by new technology like disinformation or polarization. So we've got the paper out. It came out on Monday. We're looking at what is media literacy, how it's being taught in New Zealand at the moment, what are some limitations and some recommendations for enhancing it in the future. Fantastic. And, you know, we were talking about media literacy when I was at school. We had media studies, um, which I took in sixth form, possibly because it was one of the more interesting, less academically challenging uh, subjects. But mm-hmm. back then it was the idea of, like, maybe not everything that you see on the news may be the only version of events. But the world has got much more complex since then. And we still use this term, though, media literacy, to to cover all of those different things, not just broadcast news, but stuff that you might see online or in other places? Well, exactly, because, you know, ultimately those things are still media and media studies, like you said, that can offer quite a good framework of some of the questions that you want to ask, um, not just about traditional media, but new media technologies as well. So approaching all information with a critical lens and asking questions like, who wrote this? What was their motivation? Mm. Um, what are some of the political or economic factors that might have shaped why I'm seeing this? And yeah, you can apply that to things like ChatGPT or your Facebook feed. So yeah, I think it's really about understanding the processes and structures of how all media is produced um, and also about creation too. So media literacy, it's not just about protecting people from harm. It's also about empowering people to express themselves and promote freedom of expression as well. So that's kind of lots of some of the stuff that we explore in the paper. Have you got a dog yapping in the background? Oh, gosh, yes, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> My okay. neighbor's what a, dog. Oh, it's a neighbor's dog, so you can't do anything about it. I can't, yeah. Sorry, sorry to hear that. No, it's, I'm sorry for you that you've got to put up with it. Um, <laughs> we can live with it. So what conclusions do you come to in this in this discussion paper? Um, so one of the big things I think as well is uh, one of the big things with media literacy um, is to remember that it's not a panacea. It's not a quick fix. You kind of can't just arm people with a checklist to tell fact from fiction and send them on their merry way. Um, and you can't just kind of put, you know, some of the challenges that have come with emerging technologies on the individual. So just sort of saying, oh, well, people just need to be more media literate, literate and things will be okay. So media literacy, it's just one tool in the toolbox for thinking about regulating new technologies. Um, but some of the other things that we look at as well um, is about some of the misunderstandings with media literacy. Like I think what comes up a lot 
um, that we've noticed is that people think, oh, media literacy, if more people were media literate, then they'll think more like me. But actually, it's not about getting everyone to think the same thing. Greater media literacy means more diverse viewpoints and tolerance for uncertainty and ideas that are different to your own. So, yeah, I think that's what we really explore in the paper too, is um, what are some misunderstandings about media literacy and how do we get people um, talking about it in a way that it actually is and then hopefully, you know, um, enhance it in the future in New Zealand. Good stuff. Please have your big brain on it. In the meantime, you've somehow been managing to find time to listen to podcasts too, including one called Walter's War. Yeah, so this is uh, another great investigative investigative series from Tortoise Media. Um, so I've talked about Tortoise work before. They've produced a lot of great shows over the past few years. Um I promise they don't pay me to review them on your show. I yeah. just honestly think they're doing really great work. Um, and so, yeah, this latest series, it's a mysterious tale called Walter's War. Um, it's four parts, and it's hosted by their reporter, Basha Cummings. Um, she also hosted their investigative series called Pig Iron from last year, which some of your listeners might have listened to. Um, and so this new show, it starts off telling you about a love story from 10 years ago between this sort of seemingly dashing young man called Oliver and a woman he was dating called Charlie. Now, Oliver, apparently he has this posh education and has had a high-profile career in national security, and Charlie is very taken by him. But one day, when Charlie is in the process of applying for a job in British intelligence, she receives a curious text message that actually indicates that Oliver isn't fully telling her the truth. Um, so that's the story that kicks us off on this journey, unraveling Oliver's lies, which actually have enormous ripple effects going all the way from big tech hype and billion-dollar artificial intelligence company that he's founded through to lucrative national security contracts. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great mystery and four parts, easy to listen to um, one afternoon over your summer break. Fantastic. That's called Walter's War from Tortoise Media. Uh, how about Hot Money? Yeah, so this is um, a new season of a show from the Financial Times and Pushkin Industries. Um, so the new season is called The New Narcos. It's hosted by Financial Times investigative journalist Miles Johnson. Um, and he writes a lot about the business side of the criminal underworld, um, you know, which is you know, at the end of the day, a lot of criminals are very entrepreneurial and have to have like business-like skills in order to succeed. And so he kind of explores that in a lot of his work. And with this series, he investigates a cocaine super cartel that has links all around the world and has significant influence over the international drug trafficking industry. Great. Sounds like a juicy topic for discussion. Yeah, it is. It is very juicy. It's also quite complicated. Um, (laughs) So there are lots of voices and, um, you know, because it kind of, the first episode, it starts at a very flash wedding in Dubai, then it cuts to a murder in a small town in the Netherlands and the two things are connected, but you don't get told why until this sort of complex web of narratives (laughs) gets unpacked throughout the series. And so I've kind of been listening to it as the episodes have come out twice weekly and honestly, I kind of feel like I need to maybe go back and listen to it yeah. all start to finish because it's so complicated. So they do a bit of signposting, but I don't know, may, maybe not quite enough because, yeah, there are lots of voices. It's really, um, it's quite a sort of 
Um, yeah, twisty, turny. Yeah, type of I, I so. think of. Um, I mean, it's, on, it's an obvious reference point, but I think of Serial, the first season of Serial, which was complicated as well. But they took great pains to mm-hmm. hold your hand through it, and if they introduced a character who we hadn't met for a couple of episodes, they would patiently remind you who that character was and why they were important. Yeah. And I think that's underrated, right? Particularly when you're only getting the information through your ears. Yeah, it's so important. Yeah, I, I listened to the latest episode of this one yesterday, and it starts with um, a new voice. And I sort of had to, it took me a moment to realize that it was a new voice. And I thought, oh no, am I going to have to rewind and listen to some other ones to remember who this guy is? Mm. So, yeah, I think probably if you're going to listen to this one, I'd say start to finish to be able to follow it maybe more easily. Okay, Hot Money, the new Narcos, and is this season two of Hot Money? It is, yes. So the first season looks at the business of porn. Um, so that's also quite an interesting one um, as well. So if you get through this one and you like it, check out the first season too. Great. Jamina Smith, thank you so much. Thanks, Jesse. Uh, Jamina's our podcast critic. If you want to look up that uh, report she was talking about, uh, it's called Deciphering Media Literacy, Charting the Future in Aotearoa, and it's by her organisation, the Brain Box Institute.